Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Let's give it up for Scholar as she brings us a testimony. Hi. Hello. Hi everyone. My name is Scholastica, the center director for Delisa. My testimony is about how God provided for me this semester. My school fees here. Yeah. So I came to school thinking that I was a student. And then only to find out that I was deferred because I was owing fees last semester. I mean last academic year. And this means that I didn't attend the whole of second year. So I told mommy about it and she told me that we are going to pray about it. So she was with me. Um, I wrote several letters to um, the provost. I wrote so many letters to no avail. So one of the days I tested mommy because even in my hostel, I had issues. They were sucking me. And then mommy, that evening, mommy said that you have been praying. Don't stop praying. Keep praying. And within like two minutes or so, I received a phone call. So this vacation, I did my internship at Ethel Tigo. So one of my directors called me. And then he asked me how I was faring and how school was. And I was telling him that, hmm, he doesn't know what was going on. <laughs> so I began to boss him. And then he, I told him about the fees issue. Right away, he said, what's wrong with me? Why would I keep this to myself? I should just send him my um, school ID. Uh-huh. I sent the school ID and then my fees was paid in full amount and there was change. Amen. Wow, are you sitting down there like that? Are you sitting down there like that? How many of you have change on your school fees? You better stop. Amen. Amen. And during um, this time, things were not so well with my dad. Um, that same week, my dad tested me that I should send him my account number. And then the week after, he sent, he also sent my fees and my hostel fees and money for next semester too. Wait, wait a minute. Um, you just said that your Airtel Tigo boss paid your school fees. Yes. And your father also sent you yes. school fees. Yes. Does it mean that you have double of your school fees? I have double of it. You have what? Double. You have what? Double. You have double of your school fees. Are you sitting down there like that? How many of you have double of your fees? Wow. Amen. Amen. So I want to tell all of us that we shouldn't take our mother like she's just here and then you're just seeing on the stage on a Sunday. Just get close to her because um, when I was going through this fees crisis and everything, I would test her one day, the whole day she was with me on full. Like anytime I test her, she replied, I was like, hey, I'm so special. So don't, she's just a test away. I mean, 
just get yourself involved in church and do something, you might never know. Because I, I never thought that my boss would just call me one day and just pay my fees. And it's not like a small amount. By the grace of God, I am here. I don't have any bills to pay. So just believe in God that as you are in this church, you are in a good place. The coming of a mother is in your life, and your life never be the same. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a shout. If you are here and you are believing God to provide for you, I want you to know that as our prayer is preaching, as our prophetess is prophesying, when she says receive it, stand up. Jump and receive it and your life will never ever be the same again. Amen. Hallelujah. I cannot hear your clap first love. Are we in a first love church? Wow. Tell your neighbor the Lord is here. Oh, tell your neighbor angels are here. And they are about to minister to you through the servant of the Lord. Hallelujah. So if I were you, I will sit down. I will not be going anywhere. Aha. Wow. Hallelujah. Yeah, the presence of the Lord is here. And God has a word for you. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, God has a miracle for me. God has a breakthrough for me. And as the prophetess is about to stand to the pulpit to preach to us, every yoke is about to be broken in your life. I'm about to receive my breakthrough. And I want us to stand to our feet to receive the prophets of the Lord. Put your hands together for Episcopal Sister, Joy, Timothy, Bruce. Put your hands together for Jesus. I said for Jesus. Hallelujah. Add a shout. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are so grateful for another Sunday in your presence. I ask, Lord, that your hand will be strong towards us today. Let your word come forth. Help us to understand it. Help us to imbibe it into our lives. May we be so glad that we came to church today. In Jesus' name. Spirit of God, have your way and visit with us. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Amen. Powerful. We have been talking about how to become what? Mature Christians. And this is the last week of it. Amen. It's not the word that is finished though. We can talk about this the whole year. But there are so many other things also that we need to talk about. And so I'm going to be ending the series today. How to become a mature Christian. And this is the, I don't remember if it's the fourth part or the fifth. But I think it's the fourth part. Amen? Are you there? Is there life in the church? Put your hands together also for the film stars trying to help us remember the preaching of the week before. Amen. And some of you, you see, when you hear the raps going on on the stage, eh, the truth is that that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And young lady, don't expose yourself to it because the men is what they see that worries us. The girls is what we hear. That's why you can even be listening to a liar. You even know that he's telling lies, but still, 
Uh, push your neighbor and say, is it you they are talking about? Is it you? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we have been talking about being mature Christians. And what we have been doing is to take a question or two. And then to go into the Bible, what the Bible says about those things. Because in order to be a mature Christian, you can't just stand there and say, they say that, who is the they who says? Uh-huh. What we need to know is what the Bible says. Are you following me? And when you find out what the Bible says, then you turn your mind and you do it. Amen. So this series is not meant to condemn anybody. Some of you, you are so strange. When you are doing something that is not right, and then the right way is pointed, then you wake up and say that, eh, when I came, they were talking about me. You see, you are an unbeliever. You don't believe that God knows exactly where to find you, and he's sending you, in particular, a message. Hallelujah. So one is not preaching because I know that, oh, Adra has done this, or Kwesi has done that. That's not the point. When you come to church, you must expect God to speak to you. And how do you think he speaks to you? It's through, usually, his number one way is through the word. Yeah. Some of you are waiting, are saying that, hey, are waiting to see a vision. What vision? The one he, the letter he wrote to you in the Bible, you have refused to read it. Read it. Why should he send you another vision? The one that he gave you, if I wrote you a letter, you say you won't read. Would I bring you something else? Ask your neighbor, ask your neighbor. You, you do you read the Bible. Ah. Some of you, you don't even own a Bible. Let's just start there. <sighs> Hallelujah. Now, this morning, I'm going to be answering a number of questions because it is my last time, uh, the last um, series. I have grouped two, three questions together, two, three questions, put them under an umbrella and look for the scriptures to talk about it. Is it okay? So there are three questions. This is the book we are talking about. That's why Ohima was singing is that I want to be a strong Christian. Amen. How you can become a strong Christian. You can get it in your Macarius when you buy it. Or you can buy it at Five Ghana Cities, a copy from those selling books. Amen. Are you there? Now, today we're going to be dealing with some questions that belong to two categories. And the first category, the questions are, why do we say that Christian girls, why do they not expose their bodies? The second question in that line why do Christian girls not overemphasize dressing and makeup? And the third question in that same line, why do Christian girls look nice? So three questions. Why you don't expose your body? Or why do we say you shouldn't expose your body? Because some of you, I don't know where you are from. You are, you ex- um, I told you what to do when the, when the preaching chokes you. Look straight and smile. Don't waste your time being condemned. That's not the point of the preaching. The purpose of the preaching is to teach. Amen. Because some of us, we are learning things we have never heard before. Yeah, there are some girls who you left your house looking like a prostitute. Nobody told you. That's why you did it. No one told you. So you didn't know. You thought that that's how to look nice. But when you come to church, we'll share with you what the Bible says. Amen. There are some of you also who look as if you slept with the cats yesterday. Your hair is some way, your dress is some way, you not the whole you is some way, you don't bath more than... Brothers, don't shout until I start on your case. Don't start. Some of you, when you enter my office and you leave, I have to air the office. The smell that you have brought there, because you will shave, 
you won't wash your, your are you there sisters tell the nearest brother so, so just be humble too you to just be cool all of us are in the preaching we are all inside this morning I'm going to be sharing with you the first thing we're talking about is clothing clothing does the Bible have anything to say about these things? Are you there? You see, there was a time when if you came from a certain kind of background and you didn't know how to dress, there was a time when you could come into the church and learn. But nowadays, the world has come inside the church. Instead of the church rather influencing the, the world, the world rather has come into the church. So you cannot always guarantee that what you are seeing in the church is something that you should copy. And that's why I'm saying to you that let's go to the Bible and see what the Bible says. Are you there? I'm starting with the scripture. And it says, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. I'm going to read it in two versions of the Bible. King James, because that's the one that I like. And then the New Living Translation, well, I won't say brofono. It's the English is simpler. If your English is not, because King James, your, your brothel has to be conk. It's old English, Kakra. First John 2, 15 and 16. One of the reasons why we like the King James is that because of the type of English, when you want to learn scriptures, you remember it easier. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. What does this mean? Let's read it in normal English. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not love the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. Are you seeing it? So that's the first thing. It says that don't let the world be what instructs you. Don't let the world be what informs you. Are you there? Because some of you, you go and then you look at what's in the world. They are walking around with off-shoulder dress, so you bring it. They are walking around with sausage skirt, so you bring it. You see? Are you there? Then some of you too, you belong to a very legalistic background. You know, very, very legalistic background. One of the things that has amazed me are all the people who are walking around preaching about trousers. Hey, girls shouldn't do this. They shouldn't be in trousers. They shouldn't do that. If you are a follower of the word, you will discover that when you go to search the Bible, the word trousers is not even there. It's not even there. It's not even there. Having said that, some of you too, when you wear the trousers, you wear the trousers as if it is plaster. Yeah. And there are people... There are people who have become so fixated on what people are wearing or not wearing and they have used this to close the door to people who want to come to Christ. Better read your Bible. Read your Bible. Are you there? 
Jesus did not come so that we wear dresses. That's not the reason. So some things are more important. Uh-huh. Let us go to the word of God. What does the word of God say? First Peter. Tell your neighbor, you better fix yourself well on your chair. First Peter chapter 3. I'm reading from verse 3 to 5. Your adornment, that's your clothing. I'll read it first in, um, this is a bit simpler. King James, if I go there, you will not even see top. So I'm going to the NASB. Your adorn, okay, if you like, let's go to King James first. KB, can I trust your screen? Whose adornment, it was talking to wives, whose adornments, let it not be the outward adorning of plating the hair and the wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Verse 4, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. I'm reading it now in the NASB. That's the New American Standard Bible. Your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the spirit, with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way, in former times, the holy women also, who hoped in God, used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. I read it to you in the Message Bible. What matters is not your outer appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the cut of your clothes, but your inner disposition. Cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. The holy women of old were beautiful before God in that way and were good, loyal wives to their husbands. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, people have used these scriptures to say that because it says, let yours not be the outer adorning, that don't braid your hair and don't wear jewelry. And whole doctrines and whole denominations have been formed on these scriptures. However, I want to draw your attention to the scripture again. It says, your adornment must not be... In fact, they can call King James because that's where they want to cause confusion. Let it not be the outward adorning of plating of hair and of wearing of gold. Then you should also add that we shouldn't wear clothing either because it says or of putting on of apparel. So all of you who are here, who want to judge people based on the braiding of their hair, the Bible says don't braid hair, the Bible says don't wear jewelry, you should add to it that we shouldn't wear clothing as well, they should remove their dress. Immediately, you can see that you have not read the thing well. It says that that should not be your emphasis. You, it is very obvious that it's not saying don't wear dressing. We should come to church naked or what? Wait now. Let me finish you. Go to verse 4. Then it says, quiet. Let it be the hidden man of the heart. So those of you who say people shouldn't braid their hair, show us the hidden man of the heart that we can wear. 
It goes on to say, in with that which is not corruptible, the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. Show me where to go for a meek and quiet spirit to buy it and wear it instead of braiding my hair and instead of wearing jewelry. Use your sense. Use your mind. Read the scripture. Read it. Read the scripture. Some of you are coming from backgrounds of legalism. You cannot see that the devil has entered and twisted the scripture and it is now used to condemn people. I came to tell you that John 3.16 is in the Bible, but John 3.17 is also there. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For he came not into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. From today, shut up with your condemnation. Shut up. You have become a tool of Satan. Allow me. Because some of you are on. You see, the reason why I feel so strongly about it was because for me, my personal, the personal barrier to my worshipping Jesus Christ was the legalistic people around me who said that unless I wore a dress looking like a monk up to the end of my, the ground and I looked as if sorrow was my next door neighbor and I looked, unless I did that, I would not be saved. And I went to bed so many nights asking God that, ah, so I will not smile again in life. This was my problem, oh. How to pretend to become some, some caricature. I don't mind if you want to dress looking like anything. I don't mind. You can wear a straight dress. You can tie your head in 25 scarves if you like. I don't mind at all. The only thing is that don't use it to lock me in something that the Bible did not say. So here I was. I believed in Jesus Christ. And every night I will go to bed and I'll say, I beg you, please don't come today. Don't come because I had not yet received Jesus Christ. And the reason I had not received him were these legalistic people. And by the grace of God, I met some normal human beings. The first thing that struck me was that they were laughing. I said, oh, so you can be a Christian and laugh. Oh, I didn't know. Because the ones I had been exposed to look like sour grapes all the time. When you walk around condemning other people, it shows on your face. And you begin to look like a mango that the water has been drawn out of. As you are looking at people for what to judge. It was these clothing people. Then I saw some people. When I went to their fellowship meeting, they were laughing. They were happy. I said, hey. So you can follow Jesus and be happy. Hey. Then while I was there, somebody walked up to me and introduced himself to me. I said, hey, so you can be friendly? Hey. hey. They chatted with me, then he took me, introduced me to other people. I said, hey, these people look like normal human beings. I've never seen it before. And then their leader came and it was prayer time. And I saw them, Charlie, Oja prayer be what? I said, oh, so it is possible to be an audacious person, pray with your heart and your spirit, and still look normal. Are you there? Hmm. So those of you who have been walking around judging people, watch, watch it, watch it. 
Hey, so this kind of dancing that they are dancing in the church, Ukrano. Jawasem, open your Bible and learn about dancing. You wake up in the night and you go hiding in places. When Shatawale comes, you don't come to church. When this funny man comes, you don't come. You go and join them in the dark that nobody will see you. We are here in the broad daylight. Don't bring yourself. Let me get to my scripture before I totally deviate. Hey. Are you in the house? So you can understand why I don't like legalistic people at all. At all. Read the Bible. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that, please take us to NASB. No, take us to the message. He was trying to say that, you see, it's not your outer appearance that matters. Some of you, you spend all your money. You are a student. They gave you money. You can't use it for anything. Brazilian hair. So he's trying to tell you that these are not the important things. It is the world, in the world, in the world it matters. But he says in the life God has given us, it doesn't matter like that. Are you understanding it? How you dress out with the jewelry that you wear. Some of you, it's like, if I don't have this particular kind of jewelry, you see, I'm the one, I wear Cancelbella stuff, I wear, um, unless it is gold, you know, I don't wear. The cut of your clothes, you know. He says, that is not it all. Then he says, what should occupy you? What should occupy you is how to have a certain kind of heart. Are you there? The message calls it inner beauty. The NASB says, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit. The message calls it the inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. This is what should concern you. You should be concerned as I have come out of where I've come out of with my some witness. How is that, Lord? How are you going to change me so that there is an inner beauty in me? So that when people come and talk to me, they, feel, they leave feeling encouraged. Some of you talk like fishmongers. Some of you, your mouth is like a gutter. No, it's true. It's true. Young lady, when you stand there, and I'm talking to the girls this morning. When you stand there and you go in and look at you and they look at me, where do you think? It's a, you are a bush girl. You are a bush girl. Somebody didn't train you. Yeah. Recently, I met some gang of guys who were in my husband's church. They used to be, when you see them, you just wonder. They have become gentlemen. God, when you meet them, it's too nice. Word of God, some love, some correction, some, oh! It's a pleasure to meet them. But it didn't start like that. Amen! And that's why I'm preaching to you, because me too, if you had met me long ago, it wasn't a pleasure. My words too were some way. Those of you who your mouth is like nice. The Bible says, instead of being to care about your hair and your dress, care about that mouth that is like nice. Every day you are talking, cutting people down, cutting people, care about that one. See God about how to change that mouth of yours. That 
scam that destroys people and destroys things. And if you don't destroy it, it destroys your own home. Hmm. You are annoyed. That's your demons right there. Cultivate, you see, it says something. It talks about a gentle and quiet spirit. I remember when I became a believer, I wept over the scripture. I wept. And my reason for weeping over it, I said, Lord, some people, you have dashed them the gentleness and quietness. Some of us. Hey. That's why I thank God for people like our bishop's wife who would stand and say, Joy, you don't talk like that. You don't say that. You don't react like that. You don't put it like that. I said, yes, I get you. She was my junior in school, in case you don't know. You who feel so big by virtue of where you come from and your age. But I thank God because God used her. I began to desire to be somebody with such a spirit. When you come, when you are in her presence, you, you, you like it. You like it. You want more. Some of you, when we meet you, we only want to leave. Hey! And so the Bible says that instead of you spending time to look for a new dress, seek the Holy Spirit. Ask him, please tamper my mouth. Hold my mouth for me. When I'm about to say something, I shouldn't say, help me. Let me also have that quiet and gentle spirit. And the Bible says that it is valuable in God's eyes. That is what you should be chasing. Not hairdo. Not latest dress. Before I move to point two, I want to read a scripture to you. And I'm reading, today we are reading long scriptures. Proverbs chapter 7. You didn't read your Bible before you came, so don't worry. My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them upon your fingers. Write them upon the table of your heart. Say unto wisdom, you are my sister. And call understanding your king's woman. That they may keep you from the strange woman. From the stranger which fluttereth with her words. For at the window of my house, I looked through the casement and beheld among the simple ones. I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. Passing through the street near her corner and he went the way of her house. In the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot. The Bible says that there is a dress called the attire of a harlot. The attire of a prostitute. Hmm. Are you there? You see, your brothers, that's what you like. Yeah, it's true. When you see a Christian sister, her hair, she hasn't done it because honestly, she can't afford to do much. Her dress, may the Lord have mercy upon us. But she's just trying to live within the means that she has. You say, blow over me. And you rather go to look for the one with an attire of the harlot. Let us describe the attire of a harlot today. And those of you who are young ladies also take note. If you, you just need to pass them on the road. Should I show you the road in Kumasi? Between Bangkok Runabout and Golden Tulip, you'll find them there. How is the clothing? Thighs exposed. So I want you to understand that we don't need to see your thighs. Not in church, not in school, not anywhere. How is her clothing? 
shoulders exposed. I don't want to see your shoulders. How is her clothing? Half the breast, we don't know whether it's left nipples. Half the breast is lying outside. I have to describe it for you. When she's wearing shorts, it's short shorts. The Bible calls it the attire of a harlot. So maybe you didn't know. That's why I've stood on the stage today and I've described it for you. Some of you, when you are coming to church, your attire is okay, but if I were to meet you on the way. Young lady, from today, go back into your things. Remove everything that looks like the attire of a harlot. Remove it. You bought it because you thought it was fashionable. You bought it because you thought it was nice. You didn't know that it was the attire of a harlot. So today I'm describing it for you. A young simple man who is looking for such a woman, I'm reading for you. It continues. The Bible continues to give the description of that woman. She is loud and stubborn. Her feet abide not in her house. There are some girls, they are never in their room. They are always walking around somebody's room, somebody's house, sleeping somewhere. You are the one I'm talking about. The Bible calls you a strange woman. Now she's outside, now in the street, and lieth in wait at every corner. She caught him and kissed him. You think it's romance. And with an impudent face said unto him, I have my peace offerings with me. This day have I paid my vows. In other words, she is in church. You can't say because I met her in church. She's okay. It's not enough. She goes on to rap the guy. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek your face, and I have found thee. I have decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, with carved works, with fine linen of Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until the morning. Let us solace ourselves with love. For the good man is not at home, in case you didn't know. This one was even married. He is gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and he'll come home at the day appointment. Appointed With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. Those of you have some text be on your phone. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth away, goeth after her straight away. As an ox goes to the slaughter. I prefer the second one. As a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver. As a bed hasteth to the slain, and knoweth not that it is for his life. Hearken unto me now, therefore, you children, attend to the words of my mouth. Let not your hearts decline to her ways. Go not astray in her paths, for she has cast down many wounded. Yea, many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell, going down to the chambers. It's interesting to me that it talks about a strange woman. The reason is because a strange man there is common and we know. If you open your eye, you see. But the Bible says the way, the person is carrying you to hell. Stronger men, stronger women have been taken away by such people. Today, you have been duly warned. If you insist on going to look for those ones, hey, it's over to you. Clothing. 
Point number two. I told you I'm talking about two things. Time is gone. We have to be quick. Ask your neighbor why you bore. Tell your neighbor you are even going to be more bored by point number two. The reason why you are bored is that you are masquerading as a Christian. You didn't know that your Christianity had something to do with every part of your life. Today you are hearing it. So we have dealt with clothing. The second group of questions that I want to answer today. Why do Christians not steal or cheat in examinations? Quiet, please. (laughs) The next question. Why do Christians not swear, curse, insult, or use vulgar words? The third question. Why do Christians tell the truth? I'm going to try to answer these questions in the next scriptures that we are going to read from the book of Ephesians chapter 4. To save time, I'm going straight to the new international... Oh, gosh. The, NL, the NLT, the NLT version, the New Living Translation, so that we are reading it in English that we all understand. Ephesians chapter 4. It starts in verse 17 by saying, With the Lord's authority, I say this live no longer as the Gentiles do. A Gentile is the biblical word for an unbeliever. It says, Don't live like them. Why? For they are hopelessly confused. Hopelessly. You can't see the hopeless confusion around. I will give you two examples of the hopeless confusion. Have you noticed that those who go walking on red carpets, they used to have necklines up to here. Some years later, necklines up to there. When they finished, there was nowhere else to go with the neckline. These days, they come on stage, half clothed, half naked. See through, no, no, see through. You can see everything through. Hopeless confusion. You have done now. It's like, what next to do? What next? What's the next thing I can think of to do? Hopeless. Hopeless confusion. I wish I could just tell them that the next one, you know something, just remove everything, come and walk. It's all right. It's okay. Ah, you are looking how to show something. We are going there. You just wait and see. Yeah. I can show you number two. Another example of the hopeless confusion. There used to be male and female. Just recently, there was an interview on the BBC where an, um, the, the host Christ, not that he was a Christian, but he was facing somebody who had done, when him say, your research, you said, then you and the person had come to create something and said they should go and teach children in schools that there are up to 100 genders. And the interviewer, he was so angry. And he asked the man, what do you mean by that? And he took the paper, then he read one of the things they written there. He said, what is that? The guy couldn't explain. He said, as you are sitting here in front of me, you can't even explain the thing that you say that it is. Total confusion. Because you've said... Man is woman. Woman is man. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The confusion started by saying, man and woman, we are all the same. That we are not the same. <laughs> I don't even need to strip a man naked and a woman naked for you to see that they're the same. They are, we are not or we are not. Hey! 
Should I call? <laughs> Should we start the differences? I mean, you, you've got to be blind or stupid. <laughs> I'm looking for a man who is not shy. Kata, come. Kata is almost the same height as me. His chest is flat. Mine is not. Okay, let's start from here. He has a beard. Do I have one? He has a mustache. Do I have one? I have a breast. Does he have one? So even when you take two of us who are the same height, Okorano, different, so I don't even want to start going into other. It's so obvious. Created by the same God. Of value to the same God. The same. We never wait. Uh, excuse me, please. Are you able to have children? Can you carry some children? Uh, you can't. Uh, oh. I was just wondering if perchance men can give birth. So that's where they began. Then they went from there. They said, man can be woman. Woman can be man. So, they started to remove from the doors. When you are going traveling internationally, the door that used to say female, they have to remove them. The one that said, because if I say I'm a man, I can go into the male one. If I say I'm a woman. Then they have the audacity. After there have been a few rape cases in the washrooms, they have the audacity to sound as if they are surprised. You must be confused. What do you expect to happen? What do you expect to happen? You said a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man. And a certain man who said he was a woman, he was put in the prison and he was a man. What do you think he did with the women? Do I need to continue giving you the signs of confusion? You are just confused. Because God made them. The Bible says he made them male and female. End of story. When we said that, no, 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 we won't allow homosexuality, you turned it around and put other words in our mouths. And you said we are judging them. Am I judging a thief when I say he's a thief? Am I judging you when I say you are a girl? Okay, let's continue. I just wanted you to see that it's madness. So now that you say that there are hundred genders, you can say anything because when you remove the controls God has given it, it's anything. to nonsense. But the Bible is not confused though. It wrote this years ago. It goes on, verse 18. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. Are you seeing it? Number 19. They have no sense of shame. I don't need to say more. Yeah, they have no sense of shame. That's why you can attack somebody when the person says that homosexuality is wrong. It's not how things were meant to be. Then you are attacked. You have no sense of shame. Shame is dead. That's why you are there. You, this condition that you are going to walk in wearing pampers, you say it is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, oh, the anus was made for things to go out, not coming. So if you insist on practicing for things to be going in, know that in a few years' time, the valve that is there, it will loosen. Who bear pampers? Why? 
That alone should tell you that it is not so. Allow me to continue reading. Eh, it's because they hate us. No, no, no. Jesus loved everybody, including them. Yeah, yeah. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. That's why some of you, there's a girl who comes to sleep in your room. You have lost your sense of shame. That's why you think it is a badge of honor. What young lady who respects herself? It's respect you have lost for yourself. That's why you are there. Why are you angry with me? You can't be angry with me, oh. I came to inform you that chloroquine, it is given by mothers. Medicine that children don't want to take. It's mothers who give it. So take the thing and swallow it. You are a disgrace of a girl. As you wake up and you go to a guy's room and you go to sleep there, you have lost your sense of shame. The only person who's worse than you is the guy who goes to sleep in a room of girls. You are even more disgraceful. Four girls live in that room. Now what they won't work or come About two years ago, I remember some young ladies who are still in the church. They came to see me. They were in a room, four people. One of them said that every day when she had class starts early, they had one unbeliever roommate and some stupid boy used to come and sleep there. And I asked her, ah. She said when she has to get up and get dressed in the morning, she has to go into the bathroom because the guy is there, do her changing. And I said, what? I said, did the boy pay the ransom? She said, no. I said, oh, this matter, we can fix it right now. I said, when you wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, wake the bugger up. I want to get dressed. Oh, okay. That was the end of the matter. She came back the following Sunday. She was laughing. She said, oh, it's work to cry. But I want to understand what kind of a wimp of a guy goes to sleep in the room where they are forget. You have no sense of shame. Wait, I've not finished with you yet. Those of you who go having sex in the presence of others. You are an animal. It's an animal that has sex in the presence of others, not another person. The animals cry, I'm disgracing them. Because a cat will never make out in the presence of anybody. Cats, no, 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 no. They like their privacy. But you, a human being who God has given a brain, you are in a room. What? You think others don't know? It's more exciting. You are the one they are talking about. You have no sense of shame. And those of you who are in the room with them, who accept it, shame on you too. Didn't you pay for the room? I am asking you a question. I said, didn't you pay for the room? How dare anybody come from anywhere to do something in your room that you don't want? If I came to your room and I took a knife and I started cutting things, will you allow it? But you allow somebody to come from somewhere with his evil spirits to come and deposit them in your room. You are an idiot. Look. Go back to your room. Tell them that your pastor is a mad woman. She says nobody should come and sleep in the room there. Have you heard? Yeah. Tell them that your pastor, I don't mind. Tell them I'm totally mad. I said if I come and find them there. And I will actually beat them. And if you are my church member, woe betide you. Woe betide you. Woe. Yeah. 
I have a certain church member. She doesn't know that I know that. She goes to sleep in a certain room every Friday, every Saturday when the all night is here. I hope that she's here today and she can hear. I know that you go there. One night I will arrive there. I will arrive. You have no shame. People, the roommate leaves to come for all night. Then you go there to sleep with the boy. Shame on you. And you, the boy who is there, who is also receiving, you are also another one. Push your neighbor and say, are you annoyed? If the person is annoyed, tell the person, it's you they are talking to. It's you. You are the one they are talking to. Hey. The only reason why I have not come to face you is because I have not taught it yet. But after the teaching, after the teaching, I'm expecting you to straighten up. It's scripture we are reading. Let us continue. Verse 20. But this isn't what you learned about Christ. Have you got it? This is not what you learned about Christ. This isn't what you learned. This is not what you learned about Christ. Hmm. I'm continuing to read. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. In this church, I don't allow anybody to crucify another person criticize another person. However you are come to Christ, as you have now come to give your life to Christ, that old life you have, the Bible says throw it off. Throw it off. Are you seeing it? Throw off your sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. And instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. That's what we're about today. Renew your thoughts and attitudes. Some of your attitude is so bad. When they come to call you to church, very poor attitude. You better stop. Today we have read scripture. You better stop. Amen? Put on your new nature. Created to be like God. You put it on. Truly righteous and holy. How do you put it on? Number one, verse 25. Stop telling lies. I'm speaking to the liars in the church. Stop telling lies. Stop telling lies. When they call you, you say that, oh, I'm not there. Stop telling what? Lies. Verse 26. Do not sin by letting anger control you. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Why? Verse 27 answers. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. That's why you always need deliverance. It doesn't matter how many times they pray over you and deliver you. When you finish, you go back home, go back into your useless unbeliever relationship, uh, um, um, nature and behavior, and you invite the devil back. I'm speaking to everyone who lies here. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 10, it begins to talk to us about spiritual warfare. And it says that the belt of truth, that's what's on your waist. The belt of truth. In those days, they used to wear an armor, the top, the bottom, and a belt. And that belt of truth, it holds what is on. 
You have removed your belt of truth. That's why your pants are around your ankles. And that belt of truth is truth. And every time you lie, you have removed your belt. Hmm. And the Bible says that when you walk around manifesting anger, some of you young children, you are young. Every day you are angry. You are angry in the house. When they send you, you are angry. When they call you, you are angry. You are, the Bible says that anger gives the devil a place to put his foot to enter. Next one. If you are a thief, verse 28, quit stealing. This generation is the one most known for thieves who come to church and come to steal. If you steal from a believer, you have cursed your life. If you come into church to steal, you have cursed it double. But the Bible says you better stop. One of the things some of you steal are exam questions. Every poor user, you are a thief. And the Bible says, instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to those in need. Stop looking for poor. Use your brain. You've got one. Ask your neighbor, do you have a brain in your head? This generation, you don't even know that poor is wrong. Some of you, you are coming from the BEC. BEC, you pass because they stood there and said, I will say the answer only once. Then they start reading. One, this, two, that, this, that, this, that. You are a thief. Then you continued to wasi. So your results, when we see them, we are not impressed. And that's why when you come to school here, the subjects are a lot. Sometimes you are not able to get all the apple. Then we start to see, you who entered with aggregate 10, when we look at your first semester results, trailing song, trailing song, because not knowing say one name who, some who have moved on to SHS, your name, cry, you can't write. The Bible says stop. Rather try to find out how to do it well. How to study properly. How to answer past questions. It's to your benefit. You begin to learn. Yeah. Are you there? Am I talking to you? The Bible is talking to you. Verse 29. We are almost done. Do not use foul or abusive language. Those of you. Somebody does you small. Something small. No, then you start. I'll kiss you. The Bible says stop it. You are a believer. Leave the cursing to unbelievers to do. Some of you don't respect at all. You are a child of God. Look at the mess coming from your mouth. Are you there? Oh, yeah. I'm talking to you. Mm. I'm talking to you, pa. Yeah. Foul, abusive language. The way that you speak, some of you, is not nice. The way you talk to each other, it's not nice at all. It's not nice at all. Are you inside? Don't all those four-letter words. 
Small no, you are saying. Small no, you are saying. When you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit, He will change it. I said He will change it. Yeah. When I came to the Lord, Charlie, I was an agric student. My whole life I've been surrounded by men. In sixth form, we were five girls. But we even five. In fact, I went to Presec, sixth form. Everybody says Presec, not a boys' school. It is a boys' school. We were only 33 girls. And the guys were over 1,000. And they used to harass our lives. And so to defend ourselves, you say, we say. You say, we say. Cat calling. So me to I develop my own cat call. When we are climbing the steps to go to the farm, then I say, oh, those guys with legs that should not be seen. Hairy legs on the road. Miss so <laughs> the other things I said, I won't repeat them. After sixth form, I was an agric student. The girls were five. The guys were 54. So all around us, we're surrounded by guys and the way they talk. And they harass our lives. So to answer the harassment, you say, I say. 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 Then I became a Christian. Hey, how not to now say? Ah. Mm. How not to what? Hey. I began to pray. I said, Lord, you have to help me. Holy Ghost, they said that you are a helper. They said that you are a teacher. Teach me to speak without using these words. Help me. Help me. I said, stop me before I say. Do you know what began to happen? After a while, when somebody says the typical something that I want to I will feel as though a foot has come to press my foot. So I'm about to and I'll feel it. Slowly but surely I stopped even remembering the things to say. I stopped. I stopped. Are you there? The Holy Ghost is our best help. And so if you find, you see, you cannot help your background though. Many of these things is in your background. You can't help it. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he can change it. Yeah. You can't. So don't use it as an excuse. Oh, me, dear, you see, I grew up in Choco. It's not a problem. You see? Please, oh. Wait, oh. You see, if you are a girl, you understand what I'm saying. I remember that from my, my, my sister in lobby. She used to take on some one young relative we had in the house. One day I told her, I said, Sister, you see, this boy, he's from Bukomo. Be careful. One day. Tell neighbor, one day. One day. She couldn't see that the boy was growing up. And so the boy was now 19 years old. He was taller than her. And she got angry with him and she grabbed her bamboo stick and charged at the boy and started speaking and the boy said, today I will show you that my mother is from Bukom and my father is from Agola. Hey! Uh, he went to, to, to the words, eh? Before we were, she was crying. I said, I told you. I said, one day. So you may be coming from Agola, but you know, the Holy Ghost, he can clean your mouth. He can clean it. Hallelujah. So he says, do not use foul or abusive language. From today, we are practicing. We are practicing. 
Some of you, your language is not that you are using four letter words, but you are abusive in the way you speak. Sometimes those who have been set as shepherds to take care of you, they are only learning. They are only trying. And the way you face them, you break their heart. The way you speak, the person is only trying. She, too, she came to school to just be in school. And as she came, we saw some said, try to be a leader. She's only trying to lead you. But when she tries to call you, the way, what? I've heard. I'll be there. You are a Christian for God's sake. The Bible says, let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear you. If you are a Christian here, when that other Christian calls you, you rather will say, oh, you don't need to worry about me. I'll be there. God bless you as you call the others. I'm coming just now. Encouraging words. Thank you for calling me. I really appreciate your call. If you hadn't called me, I'd have slept over. I'm so grateful. I'll be coming. Rather than your bizarre, beastly, demonic, ill brought up. Oh, I know the American. No, no, no. Let me finish that point. Because you cry that you are misbehaving. Your phone, how many people call you per day? How many people call you? How important are you? Say and let us hear now. Is it not the people who know you in the church who are calling you all the time? If you like, tell them to stop. You will see that your phone. You are less than a decimal point everywhere. No, it's true. You see, the things that I'm saying here, I've sent them before. And people like you, they come, they finish school and they go. Then they start texting me, hmm, mommy, what you said is true. Hmm, what you said is true. Be sensible now. Don't wait to finish school. Be grateful for every call that you have. Me, I have been where my phone did not ring. Three weeks, not one call. The battery did not die. I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I have so many calls and texts. I, my phone is a very good new phone. I have to charge it twice a day because they use it so much. I said at that time in my life, three weeks. That's why when I have a birthday, Mother's Day, and people send me texts for a long time, I'll try to reply all. This year is the first day I couldn't manage with two minutes. That's the reason. Because I have been where? Me say three weeks, call back to grandma. <laughs> you think you are important? You didn't realize that it's what you are doing for God that's making you somebody. When you remove your unbeliever friends from the list, there's nobody you. Hmm. Allow me to finish. Verse 30. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. I have a question for you. Are you making the Holy Spirit sad by the way you live? The things you do? The things you say? Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Let me explain this thing to you properly. I need uh, two people. Yes. You should come. Ah, you should be clapping for them. French people. If I call you, can you come? Let us assume that this gentleman, he is holding gold that this girl now, of you, who can misbehave more? They're looking too innocent. I need somebody who can misbehave. My father can misbehave more. Can you? 
I'm not sure. He'll start laughing. I need somebody who can do its power for me. Hey, bra 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 bra. Where's where I am, mommy? Bra 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 bra. Go and sit down. Go and sit down. Okay. So, Erajwa has something. She needs something from her, but she doesn't know that it's with her. And so, she's trying to talk to her. Let's see some behaviors. Hey, I wish you could see the eyes. Please, turn this way so they can see the face. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So she's trying, oh, this is how the Holy Spirit, he's trying to appeal to you. Come, let me teach you how to pray. That would show. Come, let me walk with you through your school dish. This is you. But the Bible says, <laughs> are you there? Remember, when you now come to heaven, I need some heaven's angels here for me. Some people. <laughs> Good. So now, it's now time for us to go to heaven. As she's going to heaven, when she reaches here, please turn and face her. You do side, side. No. Like that. Good. As she's coming, as she's coming, come. When she gets here, at this point, Father Abraham is there. The crowd of witnesses are also there. She's trying to enter heaven. At this point, the person who will now come and talk on her behalf. They say, unless you are holding this one. If you are holding this one, we know that she gave it to you. Who could do holy? You are not holding it. Now watch that one. Now why you Now you need to enter and you need her. Hmm. Have you seen? Ah, you see. Hmm. Then now you are coming. Many of you, you don't know. The Holy Spirit, he has been following you. Let me help you. Let me talk to you. You know, if you walk with me, that's your porno, you'd have stopped. Your fornication, you'd have stopped, though. That's your some way talking, it would have gone, no. You say, I don't want. I don't know you. I don't have time. Look, I got exams. I got things to do. Hey, say, stop the stealing, no. Oh, hey, if I don't steal, how will I do my test? You don't know. You reach there. He is the one. He guarantees you. What guarantee is she going to give me? What guarantee? What does she have to say? Uh, thank you. Uh, they say no entry. Mm. May it never be. Uh, bring your head. Bring it. May it never be in the name of Jesus. Amen. You need the Holy Ghost. He says, don't grieve him. Don't make him sad. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. There ended the reading of the Holy Scriptures. Thanks be to God. Stand to your feet. <laughs> this afternoon, I think some of you must make peace with the Holy Spirit. Some of you must begin to say, Lord, forgive me, I didn't know. Some of you young thieves in the church, you better start talking to God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, some of you, when we see you, we sit on our phone. Hmm. Start to repent. Start talking to God. Start talking to God. Start talking to the Lord.
Talk to him this afternoon. Talk to him this afternoon. Ask him to forgive you your sins. Ask him to forgive you for your sins. To forgive you your sins. Those of you who have misbehaved this morning as they came to call you, you didn't know the Bible would talk about you. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to forgive you. Ask the Holy Spirit to draw closer to you to help you with all these behavioral issues. Young lady, maybe your mind has just been on what you will wear, how you look. But today you want to say, Lord, turn my heart to the deeper things of the inner man, of the heart. Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Change me, Lord. Mandala Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me, help me. Oh Jesus, Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. This is my cry this afternoon. This is my cry this afternoon. That you will help me. That you will help me. You're nudging Holy Spirit. You're nudging Holy Spirit. Rama Father, forgive us. Forgive us the ways we have behaved. We have quarreled. We have fought. We have spoken ill. We have copied. We have done things that didn't please you. We have spoken to each other, Lord, in ways that were not good. But thank you for your grace and mercy, for showing us what the word says. Father, forgive us. Wipe us late clean and give us a heart for the Holy Spirit so that we will change. Thank you that you love us enough to correct us. For your word says that it is the one who is loved who is chastised. We are grateful. Thank you for loving us in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. So many things have been said, but the most important is that you must give your life to Jesus Christ. That's the beginning of it all. When you have not given your life to Jesus, 
You cannot change your behavior. It starts with giving your life to Jesus. And so you are here this afternoon and you want to give your life to Jesus. You're saying, I'm not sure that my name is written in the book of life. You want your name to be written there this afternoon. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand for me. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift it. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your hand this afternoon. Say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. If your hand is lifted, I want you to step out of where you are and come. Just come. Come and give your life to him. Come out to Jesus. Come. Come. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is passing this way this afternoon. And he's calling you. Come. Come and give your life to Jesus. Come. Come. At the back, in the middle. Come. Don't let pride keep you. Come. Come. Standing in front, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Those of you in the congregation, you can join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. I pray for each one standing here today, Lord. Let today mark a change in their lives. Let there be a marked change. Now, I was about to end this prayer, but the Bible says that the Lord is just telling me some people, you need to rededicate your life to Christ. You've given your life before, but you must rededicate it. You now, you can see that you're not sure that you are standing on good ground. You also come and join us. You're saying, I, I, as I look at things, I just want to rededicate myself. Just come. You're saying, I've prayed this prayer before, but where it is, the way it is, I have to give my life again. God bless you as you come. Just step out of where you are and come. Just step out of where you are. Come and join us. Come, come. Just rededicate your life. Just rededicate your life. Rededicate your life. God bless you. God bless you. You're saying, I want to just rededicate my life to you. All the things I didn't know, but I want to give my, myself back to you. Just step out and come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just want you to continue praying. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I give myself to you. Wash me. Cleanse me. Let me be your own. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at Ethel Aidiasi. God richly bless you.